Championship Monday. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm still wearing my Lakers jersey right now. It might be a yeah. little musky right now. Yeah. You know, it might yeah. still be a little stinky, but that's okay. I mean, Ron Artest did that, uh, you know, after he won the championship in 2010 or whatever it was. You know what I mean? So you, you can do it too. Why not? Yeah, but he actually played in one. I was a dude getting drunk watching on TV. <laughs> I should at least take a well, shower. Were, were, did, were you outside, uh, you know, in the uh, in the downtown uh, celebration? I, I hope you weren't there. You know, I saw did, a, lot, a lot of people not wearing masks. I did not do that yeah. um, for a lot of reasons, one of which is what you just said. It was like, <laughs> um, the, the virus didn't go away because yeah. Miami Heat did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. like, like, it's not a two-for-one package. <laughs> like... <laughs> what is y'all doing yeah. out there? But you know what, man? Live your life. We've been locked up. And when I say locked up, I don't mean just locked up in our homes, you know, shelter in place. I mean locked up and locked out of this parade, of this feeling, of the confetti, yeah. of the being talked about again, about mm-hmm. not being laughed at, you know, by people on television. I mean, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And it felt so good, George. I watched every single second of the post-match conversations. Every second. Mm-hmm. I, I listen. I do like. I love watching when people, you know, I love watching the emotions of it. Right. I mean, you and I, at the heart of it, LZ, love good stories, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of good stories that have come out of this for the Lakers. I think, you know, as we were talking about it with John a few moments ago, there's a lot of great stories that have come out of the bubble, right, just in general. Yep. And, and I, 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 I loved watching every second of it. I loved watching LeBron uh, talking to Scott Van Pelt in the postgame, right, on SportsCenter. Um, I loved uh, watching... You know, LeBron and AD out there, you know, smoking cigars. I, you know, the guys spraying everybody, including the media, whatever was left of the media in the bubble with champagne and all that and, and celebrating and turning up, right? And, and, you know, on the flip side, I was like, you know, I, I like watching the, the, the people who lose too, like, and just yep. seeing their reaction and Eric Spolstra so emotional, crying, you know, afterwards because you could tell he wanted it so bad for his team, right? And, and Jimmy and all that. I, I love all of that. And, and, yeah, so I watched every second. And, honestly, I watched it a second and a third time in some cases because I whether I flipped over to NBA TV or I watched back, uh, you know, to watch the later Sports Center. Like it, it just, to me, that stuff is incredible. And I think it is a very unique time. But I think that if you're here in Southern California, 10 years is a long time, okay? And 10 years is a long time, LZ, but when you couple it with the fact that in between those 10 years, six of them were the sixth worst seasons in the franchise's history. You know what? Go celebrate this. Go enjoy it. Go do it. Now, I would have done a little more responsibly. I did like that one person who actually was out there in a bubble, like their own bubble. Yeah, that was uh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> out in downtown. But yeah, I get it, man. Live it up. Enjoy it. You never know when your team is going to win. Even a team and a franchise that's had greatness as often as the Lakers. None of this stuff is given to you, man. Like, you got to earn it, and you should enjoy it when it happens. Absolutely, man. And 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 shout out to, to our owner, our queen, our fearless leader, you know, Jeannie Buss, who I thought gave the most eloquent and all-encompassing 
post-championship speeches I've ever heard from an owner. And I'm not even exaggerating. From an owner, not a player, not a coach, but from an owner. You know, to recognize every single aspect of the difficult road that these men had to travel to get to that moment. And she did so passionately. She did so genuinely. And when she said, when she said she couldn't wait to see us all again, I couldn't help man but smile because she is an owner who is present. As we said, doing crosstalk. She's not, you know, someone who's, you know, has a team, but it's not really an active participation of the culture right. of that team. Right. She is a huge part. This has been her whole adult life. Right. Her dad bought this team when she was still in high school. Right. So for her to have gone through everything that she went through, you know, after Dr. Buzz passed away, you know, people saying that she should sell the team, that she didn't know what she was doing. By the way, the brother part—you skipped over the, that. I, well, I was gonna—I was gonna get yeah. to the to the red wedding part. Yeah. yeah. But you know, she had her own red wedding. Yeah. You know, we were on air yeah. when she had her her yeah. red wedding, yeah. and people were like saying, "Okay, girl, now it's all on you." And you know what? What a marvelous place to be because now she gets to say, "You're right. This is all on me." And look what I did. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing for so many reasons. No question. Now, Greg and Laura, we'll start with you, Greg. And by the way, the I should now refer to him as Dodger expert Greg Bergman because we will take you up to Ooh. 5 o'clock today. We only have an hour of power today because Dodger baseball is coming up right after us here at 5 o'clock. And Greg Bergman, Dodger expert Greg Bergman, will be tweeting, live tweeting from the ESPN Los Angeles Twitter account. Uh, for you during the game, Dodger will, expert will, Greg. Will he have fresh pistachio nuts when he does yeah, that? Maybe, maybe we can we can get him a. You know what? That could probably be an endorsement deal that the uh, the salespeople can work on. So it's a real thing, by the way, guys. If you have a, a pistachio nut that you can't open, that's very frustrating. Pistachios are, gonna, are delicious. You have to put them. I know what you're talking about. And you can't give up. So you gave up. You're you're a quitter. It, you it, are there, a was quitter. No, there was no opening. I mean, this you was a long time ago. You have to fight. When LeBron James sees there's not an opening, does he quit? No. no. He, he, he whips passes a good, it to Danny Green. He passed it to Danny Green. Who exactly. Was smashed yeah. it with my hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have just gotten a knife and tried to jar it Well, I was in the studio. What do you want me I mean, like, these are just little things. That, I don't know. Just, it's a long, it was just, a couple of years ago. Anyway. And anyways, calling me Dodger expert is way better than most of the things you call me, so I'll that take it. That is fair. Dodger expert Greg Bergman, you will be live tweeting tonight uh, of the Dodger game, which is on this very station. You can hear the Dodger game beginning at 5 o'clock. Uh, you are a lifelong uh, Angelino. You uh, are a huge Laker fan. You once owned uh, a, uh, you know, in another life, you owned a, a Laker blog site. Uh, what, what was last night like for you? Last night was just um, incredible for me. I mean, I wish it was on Friday. It was a last-second shot, and everything would have been just like so perfect to all that happened. It's a little anticlimactic because they were just destroying them the whole game, but it felt so great to finally have that championship again. And it's not so much... I know a lot of people say, like, oh, Do- Laker fans are, are crazy because it's only been 10 years. But for those 10 years, it like LZ was saying... People were making fun of us. People were saying like, oh, look at them at the bottom of the division. Ooh, the mighty Lakers. And talking smack over and over and over again because they're the Lakers. So to win it again and be able to shove it in their face and the other team not even get out of the second round, it just feels really good. Uh, Laura, how did you uh, how did you take it all in yesterday? Uh, for me, it was really emotional. So I actually worked uh, last night. I worked That's right. Today. You were yeah. at the station. Yeah. I was at the station. So just having... 
because at home I'm the only ball fan, right? So I celebrate by myself because I didn't want to be out and, and, you know, celebrating. But here, having people that love what they're doing and just being around, it was such a different atmosphere. And I was emotional. I didn't cry, though, because there was a lot of people in here. But <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I ain't crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm tough. I'm not doing it. But it was just an emotional thing. And like what Greg said, a lot of people say, oh, get over it. It's been 10 years. That's a long time for Laker fans. It's That's- a long time, period. I mean, there's there's teams that don't have one. Hey, listen, yeah. I, I get that. But what I would say is this. When you have sustained excellence, look, I grew up a Yankee fan, okay? But, I, you know, people always say, oh, how, how hard could that have been? Well, let me explain something to you. I was born in 1977. So I, I didn't see a championship. Um, their last championship opportunity was 1981. I was four. I didn't remember it, okay? So I didn't see them in the World Series. The 15 worst years of their franchise were the next 15. Uh, Don Mattingly, who was my hero growing up, former Dodger manager Don Mattingly, uh, you know, made one playoff appearance in his last season. So I How did get you get a nickname Donnie Baseball if that's all he did in the postseason? Because he was a badass before his back injury. He really was incredible. I mean, he was hitting like 340 every season yeah, like some until New York his back went stuff. out on him. And he was a gold glover. Like, he was amazing. Um, but I, I, you know, so I get it like the 15 years when I was in, I was in college when they won that world series in 1996, I was like going nuts because I'd never seen anything like it. So there's some, there is absolutely someone, uh, who grew up and is now like in college or just graduated college and barely remembers, you know, 2010, right? Like, think about it. If you just graduated college, you were 12 years old the last time they won a championship. Like, I'm sure you have some memories, but it's not like vivid memories. So I, I do think that that is a long time. The the thing that's is really kind of remarkable about all of this, and I know a lot of you listeners know exactly what I'm talking about, it's like even with the distance that it took for us, the 10 years to get another championship, to even be back in the postseason, you know, was a number of years. Um, immediately, people started dissecting whether or not this was a real championship. Immediately, people started talking about the opportunities where the Lakers could have lost if this had gone X, Y, and Z. Like, the amount of of hateration that immediately started percolating almost as soon as the final whistle blew, reminding you of this one omnipresent truth about not just the Lakers or sports, but life. And that is, you ready? Haters are just going to hate, man. <laughs> I knew you were Like the haters, <laughs> like haters are going to hate. Who? Who? George, Laura, Greg, listeners, who watched last night and started thinking, yeah, but? (laughs) Who? It was a consummate performance. It was a brilliant performance throughout the entire postseason. Only five losses. It was a brilliant run. Here's the thing, and again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in Purgatory with John, right? When Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy were having the argument about Danny Green, and Mark Jackson said, we're better than that, and Jeff's like, no, nah, I don't think we are. You know, like it, it, it kind of lends to that, right? Where, you know, I feel like us here, I think we have a pretty good grip on this stuff, like in general, uh, and life in general, let alone just sports. But I, I would say this. I live by a very easy motto. If the people I know are happy, that makes me happy. 
And But to your point, LZ, if you're a hater, you don't want anyone to be happy except yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that, and I think that that's, that sucks. You know, like that's just a terrible existence, I think. It's crazy because, you know, like we should just be grateful that there is an NBA champion. Correct. Period. Yes. After everything that we've been through since March 11th when the season and the world just stopped because of COVID, right. we should just be thrilled that we were able to actually pull this off this year. But no, yeah. I saw somber, somber studios, man, on TV. People disappointed because they want they get much glee out of laughing at the Lakers, much glee out of saying what LeBron James isn't, and they get no happiness out of seeing what is. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. All right, you and I can tackle some of these things. LeBron, I thought, had a uh, an interesting line about respect for himself, for Frank Vogel, for Rob Palinka, for the organization, plus AD uh, talking about his future. We'll have all that coming up at 440. But our buddy O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, he had a crazy rant on Twitter yesterday, and uh, he's going to join us. He's a big, as, a big a Laker fan as we know. I mean, he is as big as it comes when it comes to the Lakers. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And he's going to stop by in three minutes. Yeah! Sedano and LZ on a championship Monday. The Lakers are champions of the basketball world once again. We will take you till 5 o'clock, 30 minutes from now, game one of the NLCS Dodgers-Braves. Don't forget... Dodger expert Greg Bergman will be live tweeting from the ESPN Los Angeles Twitter account. So make sure you send all your questions in game to Greg Bergman. He's also ESPN. a nuttyologist. Yeah, that's right. He is also a nuttyologist. Is that what it's that called? True. A nuttyologist? Uh, no, we just made that up. Just made um, up. Man, but, sounds but, good, though. It does sound good. Uh, our guest now on the Morongo Celebrity Hotline. Morongo played safe. Good times. Our pal O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was on this wild, just wild, it seemed like two-hour-long Twitter rant yesterday. It was so long that I texted him yesterday. I said, you are a crazy person, and I love it. And uh, you embrace it. You embrace the crazy, and I love you for it. Oh, yes. You know, and it, it always seems to pay off, you know, so I'm going to just keep being crazy. I think the, the best thing for people to do is to just be nice and stay out of my way. <laughs> out of all the haters who has something to say about the Lakers when we were down whose comments do you remember most and have you burned them yet uh yes LZ I did call Marcellus Wiley as I was <laughs> he, didn't pick, <laughs> he didn't pick up the phone he didn't pick up the phone you know I, I left a voicemail I'm worried about the man you know, I, I I tried to hit the people over at Amber Alert, but they said that the Clippers have been lost for years, so they just gave up. Oh, here we go. Here we, here go. we go. No, listen, he had a here. You know, I don't I don't know what to do. Like I, I I don't I don't get it. Poor guy. 
Oh, O'Shea had a hit list yesterday, LZ. Like, I, there was so many people. I couldn't even keep track. Do you want to give people, like, a modified version of basically what you were doing yesterday on Twitter? Like, a, 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 uh, almost like, a, you know, your own version of a rant here I, that we can allow you to have. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, I was talking to Kerry Champion earlier in the year, and I said, if we win this, I will be the tax man. And you have to pay the tax man. So I'm going to need those receipts. And uh, I'm going full Maury Povich as soon as they let me onto these shows. My, you know, legend Jackie McMullen said that the Clippers were a more well-put-together team and that the Lakers were a work in progress. The so final results showed that that was a lie. So Cowherd. Woo! Come on, bro. Cowherd was against me every single series talking about the Blazers and six and Heat are going to come back and Jokic this. The final results showed that was a lie. Come on, Pastor. Marcellus, Marcellus, of course, Marcellus. The list is long. Even Rachel, Rachel Nichols, I love you, Brian Windhorst. I'm coming for everybody. The only person that hit me back, to hit me back with honor was Jay Williams. Jay Williams, I love you. That's a guy right there. But I'm on their head. I'm on their head for Laker fans around the world. I'm glad you are on their heads because when they were on our heads, unjustifiably, they were merciless. I do believe the phrase dumpster fire was used quite a bit. Not long ago, by the way, last year, they were calling the Lakers a dumpster fire. When Magic quit, I went back and took a look, O'Shea, at the number of people that started calling this franchise, this proud franchise, a dumpster fire was astounding. And I sat there and said, how in the hell is a franchise with outstanding facilities in a prime city in the world with arguably the greatest to ever do it, certainly the best of this era, still in his prime, a damn dumpster fire? (laughs) You know, LZ, that's the problem with the world today. Everybody might hear you, but only a few people listen. And when you listen you'll know we laid it out for y'all. We told you the answer, and you still failed. We are the Lakers. Every jersey in the league, every team, every basketball, every camera, every backboard, every sock has a Laker on it. We are this league. And now we got the first female owner to win a chip. Shout out to Jeannie. We just Me keep too. these history books. And they hate us because they ain't us. Okay, so, oh, yeah. so you gotta so let pay me, for the less fortunate. Let me, let me, O'Shea Jackson Jr. this year. So O'Shea, I did notice in the uh, in the Twitter rant you had yesterday that you were coming after people's heads. I, I saw that you were the tax man, but you yourself were doing some mea culpas. Who were you doing mea culpas for? Look, man, as a man. You have to be able to stand up when you are wrong and admit that you're wrong. So I want to do it over the airways. I apologize to Frank Vogel. I might have said a few obscenities towards your lineup choices. That's why I'm not a head coach in the NBA. Thank you for winning the chip. Contavious, the Pope that is Contavious, I would like to apologize to you. Opening night, you had a whopping zero points in 20-plus minutes. And yet, without you, I would have not won the final. Thank you, KCP. Danny Green, man, 
You yourself know that Danny Green from the regular season was not bubble Danny Green. But some of your plays, if we didn't have you to get that offensive rebound in the Nuggets game two, we would have had that shot. You have key plays that make you a champion. And I, sir, apologize. And last, Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard. Rajon Damn, bro, you went off in a whole you. squad. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know it was this many. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rajon Rondo, you are Celtic, so you get it. I hated you. I hated your guts. But once you put on that purple and gold, and you use that basketball IQ to help get me W's and now a chip. You a Laker in my book. You helped, you know, those losers get their 17th title, and now you helped us get our 17th title. You are the best chapter of that rivalry to me. And Dwight Howard, the redemption story of the year. My father once said that the Lakers would win a championship before Dwight Howard ever sniffed one. And he was kind of right. But he was also wrong. So thank you, Dwight Howard. Any more? Because, I mean. No, he got, that's it. He covered no, no, everything. No, I'm good. Damn, <laughs> damn, dog. I didn't know you were mad like that. Like, <laughs> Listen, bro. I just like them to act right. When you act right, Shay love you. All right. Okay. All right. That sounds like simple math. That sounds like simple math. So listen. We can't have a parade, not the way that, you know, we want to. We shouldn't have been out there in them streets the way we were last night, but we did it anyway. What do you think is the best way to sort of celebrate this virtually so that everybody that you mentioned and a few people who actually survived not actually getting your ire, how they can experience and feel the joy that we all are feeling right now? What do you suggest we do to let them know how we feel? You know, I, I've been trying to figure it out. Me and my friends have been trying to figure out what are they going to do. Uh, you know, when when Kobe won his fourth, you know, you, you're supposed to drive around on the buses and all that, and then you, like, end in one spot where everybody's collected. And so I, I, I would think skip the, skip the last stop, you know, the speech part of it. But, yeah, L.A. is wild. We don't really listen too well. And, I, you know, I know everybody wanted to celebrate. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but I mm. bought 10 bottles of champagne for me and the homies because <laughs> it's been 10 years since we got to do that. So we went pretty nuts. And, uh, yeah, L.A., people, we got we to gotta wear the mask. We have to avoid. Because I'm trying to win this thing in Staples Center next year. Y'all are messing that up for me. I need these numbers to go down, bro. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., thank you so much uh, for being uh, as great as you are, as fun as you are, and as passionate as you are about your Los Angeles Lakers. Thank you for stopping by, brother. Yeah, man. And one thing to everybody out there that's telling us, oh, 10 years isn't that long. You guys had to wait a whole 10 years. I'm sorry we're not the Phoenix Suns. Mm. I'm sorry mm. I'm not the Memphis Grizzlies. The Wizards, the Hornets, the Knicks, the Blazers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't have multiple decades in between these things. But, you know, it's, the, the world is back to normal. 2020 is turning around. Lakers are number one. All right, man. Be good. Thanks, brother. I'll try. All right, see you. Take care. There he is. I did not know he was mad at that many people, man. Damn. I was up up past midnight last night just reading his tweets. It was pretty (laughs) hilarious stuff. George, that's our whole backcourt. He just – backups and starters. He took them all out. (laughs) He took them all out. But then apologized. He didn't apologize. And you know what? He's not alone. 
Because a lot of people, including you and me, said some things, okay? And, and it doesn't mean we weren't justified at that particular time. But, uh, but you know, it's a long season is what I would say. It is well, especially a long... if it's a year like this season. Yeah, that was a no, full year. It, it, yeah, it was over a year, actually. Over a year. Uh, so anyway, uh, coming up next, you and I, LZ, uh, want to tackle a couple of things. Uh, mm-hmm. AD's future, which he discussed, uh, LeBron and AD's window, and LeBron – Talking about respect. We'll get to all that. Plus, we have a bubble team, you and I. Yes. Are, are all bubble teams uh, across all the teams that played in the bubble. We'll have that for you coming up in just a second. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Board. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I love how Morales basically chuckles in the middle of calling you Dodger expert Greg Bergman. I think it's that's like he great. doesn't believe it. <laughs> how dare he not believe Dodger expert Greg Bergman? Who else should do it? Let's just be honest here. Who else should do it? Well, no one really wants to do exactly. it. People want to enjoy and watch the game as <laughs> yeah, opposed to true. tweeting yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's why, I, you know, I've learned, I, you know, I, I man, I, I don't know about ULZ, not to go on a tangent for too long because I do want to talk about uh, AD and his future because he's talked about it and, and just kind of the window here for the Lakers. But um, I have tweeted less and less during games now because I feel like, A, I'm not paying attention as closely as I should have if I'm looking down at my phone. And honestly, it's not enjoyable. Like, it's just not. (laughs) Like, I found myself less and less on Twitter during games. Like, maybe I'll glance at it during commercials, but actually being an active participant, less and less. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. After seeing that documentary on Netflix, was the the social social uh, dilemma? dilemma. Yeah, social dilemma. Yeah, yeah. I've been working very hard to keep my phone off my body Mm -hmm. for stretches. Yeah, you know, and in fact, Morales, to your point, actually was giving me the business because I was like, I hadn't responded to something for like twelve hours or something like that. It's like, where were you? And I was like. I was actually being present. Living my life. Living yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying the championship with the family. I didn't yeah. go on Twitter. I didn't post anything. I just, yeah. you know, just like, I wanted to soak this up because yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. When teams win, it's fun. Like, covering a, a winning team is is fun. Like, I think that that part gets lost uh, in this stuff because the media's job isn't easy. It isn't always fun LZ, even though you and I try to make it fun each and every day. We do our best when it comes to that. Um, but sometimes that means you have to be critical. And, and, and I think that the guys in that sport more times than not get it. Um, and they understand that's part of the job, but it it is more fun when you're covering a winning team. There is no question about that. Especially if it's a winning team you actually care about, right? (laughs) which is even better. Which is even better. I gotta tell you guys something. I just saw Laura's text to us in the middle of our segment. Yeah. And I was like, what does this mean? 5745 ho. But now I realize (laughs) she actually meant hard out. 5745 hard out, not ho. Yes. You lied. My bad. My you bad. were like offended, right? You were like, oh, I was like, who are you calling the hoe, girl? We close, was, not that close. I was like, well, you could have just asked me to stop at 55, 57, 45. You didn't have to call me no names. <laughs> 
But now, I, I upon retrospect, I realize you meant hard out. So yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, LeBron yesterday talked about give me my damn respect, give Vogel their damn respect, give Palinka their damn respect, and, and look. Those are obvious reasons, which we've already illustrated here, right, as to why that's the case, the 10 years, the mocking, the stuff that came with it. But with LeBron, it's a little different, LZ, in this regard, and this is what I would say, because I actually had – I did an interview today um, where someone asked me about that comment, and I said, yeah, I totally get it. You know, we cover LeBron differently than any other, any other athlete we've ever covered because he literally, um, as in – you know, as, his, as he grew up in the sport, grew up – and has been through his prime in the entire social media era, right, that we've had to this point, in the 24-hour news cycle, where Michael Jordan, you and I, LZ, remember in the 90s, was being whisked away to Atlantic City to go gamble. <laughs> if he did that in 2020 in the middle of the Eastern Conference Finals, My gosh. it would be, you know, uh, the uh, apocalyptic, right? Like, it would be insane. And LeBron has never done anything like that um, and gets, you know – we we all eat at the trough, right? But yet sometimes it, I could I could see where he's like, "Damn, dog, just like I get that you got to be critical, and sometimes that's it's not going to be nice." But d- does it have to be disrespectful? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like there is that. So I do understand him when he says that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, a lot of people, and I don't know how you feel or what your activity is on social media, George, but a lot of people sometimes if I write something or say something will come at me like I'm some sort of LeBron apologist. You know, I spent a lot of time on CNN at the beginning of the season last year when the whole Daryl Morey and China thing was coming out. And almost every question I was asked, no matter how many times I was on CNN, wasn't about Daryl Morey. It was about LeBron James' response to Daryl Morey's tweet. Correct. Correct. And I was just like, well, why aren't you... You know, actually talking to the person who started all of this. Right. LeBron was in the air minding his own damn business, lands and finds himself in a geopolitical storm. Meanwhile, the person who actually started the storm is safe with their job back home. Right. Like, what is going on? But, you know, this is what it means to be king. Yeah. You know, yeah, and kings that's part of the burden. Yeah. And kings get, you know, blamed for things in their kingdom, whether they're directly responsible for it or not. Yeah. That's that's what happens when you're in leadership. He wants to be king, so you gotta take not just the crown, but everything else. And sometimes that means the manure. Yeah, and sometimes that does mean the manure, the crap that comes with it, for sure. Uh, LeBron clearly chose correctly in making sure that Anthony Davis uh, was his running mate. Uh, Anthony Davis, I had this conversation with somebody recently, a friend of mine who is a lifelong Laker fan, right? Just like someone who doesn't work in the media. and He actually works in finance. And um, I said to him, he said, what do you think of AD? Like This was before um, the finals. And I said, Anthony Davis is like a combination of all of LeBron's great teammates. He's got the shooting touch of a Chris Bosh, right? And like kind of the length and size. And, and even though Anthony's way more athletic than Chris, He's, he's got the smart, defensive smarts that Chris had. You know, people forget Chris Bosh was an unbelievable pick-and-roll buster, basically, during yeah. that era. Um, he was the best pick-and-roll defender in the league uh, at that time. And, you know, also you look at, like, Dwayne Wade, right, and just his, his athleticism and his ability to just kind of, like, be a killer. Kyrie had that, too, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, the rebounding prowess of, like, a Kevin Love, right? It's like... It's like Anthony Davis, LeBron chose correctly because Anthony Davis is an amalgamation, right, of all those guys that he's played with in one person. Yeah, he, you know, it's so funny. I was 
you know, doing this questionnaire, and I'm sure you got it too from um, Mr. Webb, Royce Webb, for yeah, ESPN about basketball. the Jordan Lebron thing, about the Jordan Lebron thing, and one of the questions was comparing their running, their top running mates, Scottie Pippen yeah. versus Anthony Davis, right? And I was like, the reason why this era of basketball is is just as difficult as the Jordan era is because. Anthony Davis didn't exist when Jordan was playing basketball. Correct, correct. correct. <laughs> like, like you didn't have that kind of dude. The closest that you had was an Akeem Olajuwon, who was an unbelievable basketball player, easily one of the top five centers of all time, top 20 player of all time. Hands down, no questions asked about it. Mm-hmm. But he had limited range. He wasn't a frequent three-point shooter. Well, because of and the time, but because I think of the time, he, because of the I, I time, think, I think I'm he would sure, absolutely be a three. I'm sure right he now. would have yes. developed, but yeah. at that time, yeah. he yeah. wasn't considered a great three point shooter. Right, and oh by the way, he wasn't getting the rebound and bringing the rock up and starting the offense. Right, he was Mister Footwork. Like yes. you just he worked yes. everybody. He yeah. I just he was Tim Duncan before Tim Duncan. Right, and and nowadays, if you can't do that, regardless of size, you may not end up on the floor. Correct, like. I understand when Jordan played and when my Pistons were winning chips, it was a physical game. Yeah. Since then, they didn't just remove hand checking. They also removed the legal defenses. So right. when LeBron James is driving, yeah, he might get past the first guy, but there's three guys back there who are guarding spaces and not people anyway. Yeah. Like, it, it's just different, and we just need to yeah. respect the differences. And, and, yeah. and back to AD. Yeah. So it's like he's something that didn't exist. Right. So, yes, he is the perfect running mate because he is something that has never existed before, and it's going to take the league a little bit of time to catch up to. Yeah, much like the three point shooting. Which leads me to their window. I know AD hasn't necessarily committed. He says that, you know, he's not worried about free agency and all that. I, look, I think he's going to be back. It's just a matter of what the length of the deal, right? Does he opt in and kind of wait to see what the cap looks like post COVID? Um, does he do a long-term deal? There's a million different variations here. I do think that, you know, this is the style of the agent is that they're going to hold the uh, team accountable, right, I believe, and be like, let's, you know, we've got some roster things we can work through, and we'll figure that out, but uh, we got to see what, what the plan is first. And, again, I don't think that all that stuff won't get worked out, but I think it may take a minute is what I would say. Yeah, it's, it, it may it may take a minute, but if you're AD, where are you going, dog? Like, right, seriously, no, agree. Like, seriously, like, yeah. seriously where, are you, where are you going, man? Well, there's not a lot of teams with cap space uh, <laughs> next year. Between, so between, the, cap, between yeah. the cap space, yeah. the way of life, and the winning, where are you right. going, dog? Yeah, right. Like, where, like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Toronto? Like, where like Right. You know, I'm, I'm. You know, they got good hairstylists up there. I do know that, and the food's yeah. pretty good. You know, yeah. good, yeah. good president. I like, you know, Mr. Yeah. Trudeau and all that. But yeah. come on, man, yeah. you ain't going nowhere anyway. Agreed. So it's just going to take a minute, so just people can relax about that. Real quick, LZ, before yep. we go here, because we're going to take you up to Dodger baseball here in a couple of minutes, in four minutes. Um, all bubble team. Here's mine. Yes. Ready? Yep. LeBron and AD, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Murray, Jason Tatum. Who do you got? I have Devin Booker and Jamal Murray in the back in the back court. I have AD, I have LeBron, and I have Jimmy Butler in my front court. 
Yeah. So basically, Devin Booker and Jason Tatum are our only differences between yeah. you and I. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty I, cool. Don't forget, Phoenix never lost. I know. They never <laughs> lost. Never uh, lost. Pastor Granderson, do you have a 30-second sermon before we go to Dodger baseball or no? Fire up the music. Go ahead. Count him down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm here with you with a drive-by sermon. Drive-by because I can't get my feet up in it because we got to go worship the Dodgers now. But I just want to say to Laker Nation, you did it. The winds blew, but you stood your ground. The rains fell, but you stayed dry. The fire came, but you were cool. And when the cold came, you were fiery and hot. So to you, Laker Nation, Pastor Granderson says, congratulations. Congratulations, and put your money in the, in the little plate that's passing around right now because, you know, I need, got food to eat and stuff like that a little bit later. Amen. All right. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Laura. LZ, you were great. Thanks to O'Shea. Congratulations, Laker fans. We'll talk to you soon. Dodger baseball is next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.